Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world! The internet is rife with stories of things that happen to people. Is that correct? That is correct. Do strange things happen to people on this beautiful planet of ours? Yeah. Do they post about it? They do. I don't know. Do you want to figure out or dive into some of this, these happenings that they have happened to them? Yeah, we can get into some... Uh, some bizarre experiences that other people, other human beings have experienced. Wrote about bizarre enough that they shared it with... Yeah. The world. Something that affected the them. The World Wide Web. The World Wide Web. We've been, maybe it's because I'm looking at the spider, but we've been ensnared by the World Wide Web. It's caught us. Mm-hmm. And we have to navigate these treacherous pathways that have been laid before us. Sure. And these posts. Uh-huh. Did you find one of these strange happenings? Yeah, I got one that we can get into a little bit here. All right, what do we got? Uh, this was posted to r slash the truth is here by Paranormal Guy eighty six. Paranormal Guy eighty six. I like the name. Yeah, seems legitimate. So the title of the post is "Alien Contact and Communication During Astral Projection." Well, okay, I'm in already. That's a lot. So he he or she writes. Yeah. Um, so just some background before getting into my experience. I've been practicing astral projection, out-of-body experiences, for the past 23 years. So oh. one morning I floated out of my body. Okay. And there were several aliens standing around me. We're already here. We started off at 100. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest, they were creepy. Pretty sinister vibes. The energy of individuals and ent- entities is something you can easily pick up on while out-of-body. I actually picked up on their energy before even seeing who or what they were. Before even being able to see my environment as I was shifting out of body, I felt their presence and felt their unique energy signature. So these aliens would make regular appearances for quite some time. And when I say aliens, I simply mean entities that look like the traditional alien. Big, black, slanted eyes, triangular-shaped head, small, skinny bodies. Okay. They would affect me with this energy that felt almost artificial in nature, and it had a paralyzing effect on me. Don't like it. They would pull me out of my body without my permission or any intent to leave my body. Nope. I've had more strange experiences with these guys than I can fit into a book. Uh, Maybe you should try to write the book, though. Yeah. I've encountered many different groups or types of aliens during my out-of-body experiences, but I'm talking about one group in particular that looked like the Greys but had light orange skin. I've had some I've had more encounters with this group by far and they seem to be lower frequency compared to some of the other groups. Some of which I'd had rather enlightening and profound experiences with. I'm sure. So the first thing I know about these entities is that they operate in the astral dimensions 
They can be found in higher dimensions, and sometimes they actually find you there, especially if you practice astral projection. Many alleged alien abductions seem to be actually be cases of people being taken out of the body by these aliens and mistaking it for a physical reality experience. Interesting. Don't get me wrong, both are genuine experiences, but they just take place on different plane of reality, although I'm certain that many abductions are physical experiences. Oh, he's got a podcast. In my newest episode of my podcast, The Astral Dimensions, I go into detail about some of my experiences with these entities, as well as one particular experience in which we communicate and they reveal some pretty interesting information about their purpose and intentions with myself and other humans. You can find it on any podcast app or site if you're interested to hear more. Zach, Astro Projections? We should check out that guy's podcast. I think we totally should. No. That's what, see, when he said it was too many to fit in a book, he's not He's not playing the book game. Yeah. He's playing the audio game, audio medium game. Well, again, that one started off at 1,000. Yeah. Uh, this is where we are astral projecting. Communicating with aliens. The oranges. Entities. The oranges. Mm-hmm. A citrus flavor of aliens. As opposed to the traditional grays. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bold. I'm still processing this. It is a lot to process. But as I processed that, I came across something from Our Paranormal Encounters by International Bed 529. Okay. Uh, lived in a haunted house with scary energy. Current home is my family home, moved out and moved back in, where I need assistance in how to move forward, whether it's cleansing, tapping in, basically just remaining in charge of my home and understanding how to handle it. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. I've always felt sensitive to energy presence. I've had several experiences. When I was in my late teens, early 20s, I lived with my ex-boyfriend, Shane, and my daughter, Lila. I believe whatever energy spirit was in the home may have been attached to my ex and possibly latched on to my daughter and me. Backstory. House not old. Maybe 20 years when I moved in. We were the third people to live in it. I actually knew both previous occupants who had no issues with the house. Shane is Haitian from Haiti, came here young and was Canadian citizen, although Haiti is known for voodoo-related things. It's a broad sentence there covering a lot. Um, He was not a believer and would make excuses for everything. So, to list things that happened. Uh, The daughter was between ages one and three. My daughter spoke very early and was one and a half talking about a black hole in her house. She pointed to it every time and was fixated on it, but terrified of it. One time her toy rolled under our table and I told her to get it. And she hesitated and cried because the black hole was there. I was putting on my daughter's jacket to go out, and she asked if the lady upstairs was coming. Daughter scared to sleep at night because something was in her closet. I'd have Lila sleeping and my ex would be out. I'd wait for him to come home because I was scared to sleep in the house most nights. And I'd hear heavy footsteps up my stairs and and down my hall, stopping at my bedroom door. Bedroom door flew open very aggressively, smacking a wall. The door was shut and handle broken, so you had to open it a certain way, which I was already looking in the direction of the door and was terrified. Yeah. 
And I got more door stuff. Mm-hmm. House door open for airflow while I was cooking during the springtime. Uh, Shane and Lila were outside. In the corner of my eye, I see something enter the kitchen behind me. My back turned doing dishes. I feel Shane brush against me and start talk, uh, start taking. This probably means talking. As I turn around, I realize no one is there. This was the only time I physically felt whatever it was touch me. Hmm. When we first moved in the few nights, slept in the living room. Shane wakes me up in a panic, claiming to have seen an old woman's face appear. A, oh, la- a lady. Nope. Nope, not at all. Uh, then there was people over there downstairs. I was upstairs. Uh, it's a kid's room. Quick, and noticed Shane in the yard, so I opened the window and yelled out to him. We exchanged a few words. Then he said, who's behind you? Ugh. I say, no one. He gets frustrated and says, I see them. Who are you with? In parentheses. Again, I guess he said X at this point, or eventually, you know, at the time of this writing. Uh-huh. He was jealous always. Ugh, Shane. I say I'm alone. He went into the house, saw everyone at the table. As I'm just coming down the stairs, I have no idea what had been behind me. I had just finished my shift at work, have my daughter in my arms as I talk with a few co-workers. A regular customer comes in and joins her convo. She stares at my daughter and instantly blurts out, Your daughter sees someone, doesn't she? A woman? Okay. She then said, This is not family. This is someone she's afraid of. I was caught off guard, but this validated I wasn't crazy. Can we talk more to this woman? Yeah. Like, how do you know this? Are you sensitive? What's going on here? Uh, Shane told me to wake up. Shane told me he woke up and saw something dark leaning over me as I slept. Don't like that. Within seconds, he was frozen with fear, shut his eyes, and started praying. He opened his eyes again, and it was gone. Is that your instinct when you first see a demon over someone, or do you want to fuck with it? What's your instinct? If you saw a demon over somebody... Would you want to try to attack it, or would you just start praying? If I just woke up and saw that, uh huh, I'd probably just try to go back to sleep. Ah, well, that's fair. I woke up. <laughs> I don't got time for this. Yeah, I mean that was the last time I was sleep para- paralyzed. Like it happened. I mentioned it before, but I looked over in the corner. I'm like, mm-hmm. I felt fear. I felt terror. I saw the demon or the shadow being. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't got time for this. So I just like. It was an uncomfortable fall back to sleep, but I just ignored it. So I yeah, that's kind of where it feels like I would be. I'd be it's like, like, no, nah, not my problem right not, now. Not today. I'm fucking. I gotta wake up tomorrow to go to work. I don't have time for this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to make you sad. Sleep paralysis demon. I don't have time for this. Yeah, so that guy, he was gone. The demon again. Shane said, you know, repeated the story, but then she would often wake up gasping, feeling like she hadn't slept at all. She had to rearrange her furniture so she her back wasn't towards an open space. That's normal. Is it? But I still felt angry eyes always on. And we're almost done. My family house I'm in now is where I need help more navigating. So that was just the house, not even the house that she's in. Huh. When I was young, there was a bedroom that faces the stairs I refused to sleep in because I always felt watched, uneasy. I now as an adult am in that room. Now every night, not every night, but there are some I feel exactly when a presence enters my room. I often ignore it, but it is creepy. Sometimes I feel like my bed shakes or like my cat is jumping up and walking, but nothing is there. I do feel watch the odd time. One example is that they're on the treadmill. They feel somebody behind them, so they get off and leave, but nobody's there. I don't share my experiences with my daughter, who is now 14 in this house, in order to not freak her out. 
She has told me many times she feels she's being watched and she has seen something in our kitchen she thinks. But the TV's off, lights are off. She doesn't feel any threat, but there's like, you know, talks about how something's around. I've wanted over the years to connect with a psychic or medium to help give me insight, but I haven't. We'll be open to it. Any tips? And then it just becomes like, and thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then nobody has responded except the mods saying this is held back. And then somebody's like, I read your story and it's intriguing. I run a YouTube channel and just want to get your attention, but nobody else commented on this giant post with a lot of detail and a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, that was a story. It was. It yeah. seems very involved. Mm-hmm. And if those things had, in fact, happened to an individual, um, don't like it. Nope. Sounds like a bad time. Not a fan. I'm on, I'm on team nope. Okay, this one is titled, She's Here. Uh, Already I'm on team nope. By you slash catharsister. Okay. Years later, I'm still trying to make sense of this encounter. I'm a science-based believer. There has to be a good reason behind something moving on its own. Fair. I didn't I didn't in younger years know how to tell people no. I ended up going on vacation with a fellow I was not into after a lot of persistence from him, Ugh. not knowing boundaries. Nasty. Okay. Yucky. Sounds unfortunate. It does sound like a bad time. We stayed in his parents' brand new built guest room i didn't want to do anything with him and i also and also felt a sense of dread and impending doom he tried to make moves well yeah you went on vacation with him and this is not you shouldn't have went this is a mess yeah this sucks i became more withdrawn and told him that she was here i'm sorry this happened and that's wild she was even though i don't know and never did believe in her he tried to convince me to lay down with him in bed to escape this anxiety Good. he thought I was experiencing. I laid down. He laid down next to me. The second he reached out to touch me, a four-by-two-foot panel of glass above the guest bed right above our heads popped out perfectly and nearly fell on top of us. Oh, my God. He, with quick reflexes, reached his hands out and caught it, sliding it onto the floor where it shattered. We both heard the sound of gravel running and a woman crying. We went outside to investigate in the middle of the desert in Arizona, nowhere near a city. There was nothing and no one. He didn't believe in her. He did He did after. I still don't believe in her, but she seems to protect me. His family accused us of doing the deed to the point of breaking the window. He sat in opposite corners of the room after the incident until the sun rose. I mean, there's a lot of scary things happening. In, in that, yeah, a lot, that of are, a lot of them are people-related. Yeah. Like, ugh. Um, yeah. So seem, she, she seems to think she has a... Yeah, something's watching her, protecting yeah, her. Following her. Yeah. I mean, at least it's on your team. That's nice. Yeah. It cares about you. Wasn't a fan of you going on this adventure with this man you didn't like. That yeah. sucks. That pressure must have sucked. I don't like that. Yeah, no. And he's like, I love the... Idea. Oh, I, I don't love, but like, I love the idea of... I'm freaked out. Something's here. Just lay down with me. It'll be, all be better. I, well, mm, there might be a monster roaming around. That's okay. 
and then the parents accusing them of going so hard they're knocking windows out of the house. I mean, all right. Mm-hmm. I guess that's easier to believe than a supernatural ghost watcher. Uh, yeah. I guess. Sure. On the spectrum, I suppose, of believability. The physical act, opposed to a supernatural crying woman mm-hmm. that tried to kill this man for being a creep. Well, I've got a story from Gamania. It's from five days ago. Okay. My first experience up close. Well, to start, I've been helping my mom move places for about two weeks now, and one thing I'm currently still working on is flooring. All right, so we get we, there's a couple sentences. There's a lot of talk about a hardwood floor. I'm going to skip over that. That doesn't feel relevant to the uh, story, except to set the context, which I think I've already set. Um, they forgot some tools. They noticed something upstairs, but it was too brief to make out what it was, but they thought they had seen the light fl- flickering. I did switch off the lights to save energy, so I thought maybe I didn't operate the switch properly. I mean, on and off, what can you do? Unless we're messing with breakers. Turns out that wasn't it because when I came back, I noticed I only switched off the lights in the hallway downstairs, but not upstairs. Both switches are next to each other. So I was still thinking I imagined things when I went back up to do some other chores, clean up, and move most things downstairs so it's easier to lay the wooden floor. I just got downstairs when I noticed the light again out of the corner of my eye. It does flicker. Not with the same pace or interval like a strobe light, but like it was struggling to stay on, or like how a fluorescent tube flashes for a moment when you turn it on. So I just stare in disbelief because it was working fine for the last two weeks. In my mind, it couldn't be broken or at the verge of dying, but it was indeed flashing. Just when I wanted to take a closer look by turning around and attempting to climb the stairs, it stopped. When I got back upstairs and went back to work, it happened again a couple of times. The light was flickering from time to time just briefly for maybe half a minute, and sometimes less. Then it would stop for a while. Only when I said something about it out loud and asked a man to stop, it stopped. And it didn't happen again. I was there for maybe five hours in total today, and the crazy thing is that that another light is connected to the same switch and wiring. But that one was totally fine as if the flashing happened because I was working while normally it would be quiet or I wasn't allowed to be there. The first comment somebody says is, it seems like you have a loose bulb. (laughs) But light bulbs don't tighten themselves when you tell them to stop flashing. Well, I had a weird thing the other day with the lights here. Go on. And I couldn't figure it out. It didn't make any sense. I like, you know, when you just have a habit of walking into a room. You just like slap the switch and it yeah, goes on or whatever. You time, don't think yeah. anything of it. Uh-huh. I did that. Yeah. With those lights right behind you. And. Oh shit. Okay. And I thought like, I just didn't flip the switch all the way because, yeah. you know, I just kind of like slapped it and uh-huh. kept walking and the yeah. lights weren't on. And I turned around and I looked and the switch was totally up. Like it was switched on. And I was like, well, that's weird. And they were just off. Yeah. And so I went and tried to, like, switch it on and off again a couple uh-huh. times, and nothing happened, and then all of a sudden, they just went on. And I was like, that's weird. That is weird. And then it happened in a different room in the house, too. Oh, shit. And then that was it, though. When was this? Like, two days ago. And it's been fine ever since. It was just weird. Because I was like, is something wrong? 
Was something trying to reach out to you in a way? But just keeping me in the dark? It's a metaphor and? It's a very <laughs> philosophical entity. And it doesn't have a lot to work with. Yeah. It's only so strong. I just thought it was weird. It could just do lights. Especially because it hasn't happened before or since. Yeah. That's interesting. Is anyone here? I'm here. Besides Zach? Is anyone here? Which is always a question that gets asked. So we should just assume they're here. You got something to say? If you got something to say, start messing with some lights. Maybe I doubt you're here, so prove it to me. There's I, nobody here. I know you want to prove it to me. We're talking about an entity, Zach, that okay. messes with lights. Okay. What would you have done if the lights went off then? Would you have shit your pants? Mm, probably not. Would you have been surprised? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay, well, just keep that in mind. If stuff starts flickering behind me, we'll know. Yep. All right, I got another one here. All right, let's do it. This one is from Holly Hot Dogs. Get out of town. That's <laughs> one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's titled, Heard My Name Shouted from the Woods in Rural Michigan. I like it. So I'm going to start by saying that I'm basically a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. Fair. Although I love hearing stories and listening to others' points of views when it comes to that kind of stuff. I like this mindset. Yeah. This is why I'm having such a hard time understanding what happened to me last September. Oh, dear. My dad, grandma, grandpa, and I were attending my cousin's wedding in a small rural town just outside of South Haven, Michigan. Oh, interesting. Late last summer. We rented a small house in town, which was located in a very wooded area just off a small lake. Something felt extremely off as soon as I got out of the car at our rental property. Okay. That's the best way I could describe it. Okay. Something felt off and I was immediately uneasy. Okay. But being the skeptic that I am, I shrugged it off and chalked it up to being tired and anxious. The night we arrived, my dad and I were having a smoke outside and noticed how weird everything sounded. It was about 11 p.m. and there was no one else around. The trees were cracking, crackling incredibly loudly. We were hearing strange animal noises, but nothing too out of the ordinary. Just type of animal noises you would hear in rural Michigan. But they just sounded particularly strange to us for some reason. We said our goodnights and went to bed. The next morning, my dad told me that he went outside for a smoke about two-ish that morning and heard what sounded to him like someone close by banging on metal siding. He said it sounded like it was a just next door but didn't hear anything leading up to or preceding the loud banging like footsteps or anything like that. Shrugged and laughed it off. Okay. The second night was when I heard the thing that I still can't stop thinking about six months later. It was about 11 p.m. midnight, and I was having my last smoke of the night. My grandparents were already asleep, and my dad had just gotten into bed but still awake watching TV. I was sitting on the stairs outside with my back to the house, looking straight out into the backyard. I heard someone shout my name in a very abrupt manner, loud and fast. Ugh. It sounded like they were shouting toward me from the front of the house, okay. like they were standing on the front porch shouting for me, knowing I was at the back of the house. It sounded just like my dad, but it couldn't be him 
because I didn't hear the front door open or close or anything. Being a skeptic, I reminded myself to stay calm and quickly walked back into the house. My dad was sound asleep. There was no way that by the time I got to him, he could have gotten back into bed. I woke him up and asked if he was outside screaming my name. He looked confused and said, of course not. I started to get really freaked out at this point. I tried to go to bed but couldn't get that scream out of my head. I was up all night trying to figure out what happened. I was honestly contemplating leaving, getting a hotel room somewhere close by, and returning in the morning. Miraculously, I must have fallen asleep around some sometime around 3 a.m. We woke up the next morning, and I was ready to... Get the hell out of that town. Yeah, we're out. Bye. As soon as we left, the uneasy feeling I had the entire weekend disappeared. When I returned to work the next day, I told my work- co-worker the weird experience I had. Her face immediately dropped. She proceeded to inform me that this was what, quite common in the Appalachian area regarding cryptids and other types of creatures. Apparently, they try to get your attention by mimicking someone close to you, and when you look up at them, they kidnap you or something along those lines. But I was in Michigan. You know what that sounds like? That's a predator. Mm -hmm. I tried to look up information about the town I was in, but didn't find anything remotely interesting. Anyone had any similar experience? That's not great. Yeah, it's creepy. That's concerning. What you got to do is you have to learn people's names that you don't know and just stand outside their house and yell it. Fuck them up like that. I mean, yeah. That would be scary. What if you walked outside and someone just started yelling Zach and you didn't recognize the voice? What would you do? Mm. Someone was like, Zach! Zach! What? Zach! What if they're like, we're coming for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tonight. Tonight's your hours. Okay. He's <laughs> walk back inside. <laughs> What if it's a band on your door? Or your window? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. You get the flashlight? Yeah. Who's out there? Us. Good one. I mean, they're not very creative. We are many. Okay, Legion. Exactly. Give me your soul. Just some spooky happenings in my life. Do you want to know who posted this? Mm-hmm. Pickle Chick 84. Pickle Chick? Pickle Chick. Pickle Chick. Pickle Chick. I think she might have watched Rick and Morty. Maybe. But her name isn't Rick because she's a chick. Makes sense. I've encountered some odd things and would just like to share. One night, I was home alone in my bedroom with the door closed when I distinctly heard my daughter on the other side call, Mom! I didn't respond or open the door or otherwise engage it because whatever it was, I didn't want it to know I noticed it. It just seemed like a bad idea to let it know it had my information. It just sounds like she ignored her daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Mom! Just this thing, I didn't respond or open the door or engage. Okay. In my living room, there's a small shelf on the wall that displays my dad's urn, a hand mirror that he was fond of, and a picture in a frame of the two of us. My daughter and I left for a couple of hours, and when we got home, the entire contents on the shelf was on the floor about 10 feet away. 
Nothing was broken, but the picture and the mirror were face down. I wish I'd taken a picture. There's no way that stuff just fell off the shelf due to a slammed door next door or something. It was way too far away from the shelf for that. Don't know about that. What's going on there? More recently, my mom texted me at 7.30 a.m. to ask if I was all right. I woke up around 8.30 and responded that, yes, I was fine, but why am I being asked? She tells me that twice in the night she heard me calling to her in her head, waking her up both times. The weirder part is that around 6.30 a.m. I was asleep and I heard my mom whisper my name. I fully expected her to be standing next to my bed when I opened my eyes, but she wasn't there. There have been several sensitive people in my apartment who say they can sense a man's presence and that he is sad. I'm, pr- <laughs> I'm prone to believe them because they have all independently of each other gestured to the area next to my front door as where they sense him hanging out. Something in that area frequently gets my dog's attention and she seems to be tracking something moving back and forth, although she just seems to be watching and isn't distraught at all. So it doesn't worry me much. There have been a few other things, but I think this post is long enough. But somebody else said, and this is going to be my guess, if there's a sad spirit in the house that's a man and your father's urn is in there, it could be your dad. If we're talking spirits and ghosts. Could be. He could be in there sensing that. And maybe he's trying to call the both of them. I mean, there's something there. Sure. But, I mean, it'd be a pretty big thing looming over the whole... uh, you know, the whole apartment. All right, this one's kind of a, a longer one, so this might, it's probably going to be my last one. All right, that sounds good. Uh, this one is titled Haunted Appalachia Part One. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so we're just going to read part one. Sure. Uh, maybe we'll keep in mind multiple parts if I come across them, but. Got it. This is posted by Far Cry Fan 15. That's cool. I like that because it means he just didn't post it to post a story. Right. Like a few of these people. Okay, so first off, these stories are 100% true. Most were told by family and friends through the years, along with some of my own encounters in the rural mountains and ridgelines of my county. Of course, as with all creepy stories, to give you a good scare, take them with a grain of salt. However, I must still say that these stories are as real as me sitting here writing this up. I hope you find these as interesting as I do. Uh, This is background. I have grown up in eastern Kentucky for several years since the age of, since the age one, my family, both sides have grown up in the rural Appalachias their whole lives as well as, as well, but with modern times, moved to the small town nestled here in a valley situated in between rolling hills and deep ridge lines. Okay. Where the following stories take place in a rural area nestled deep in the Appalachian Mountains. It's got a name and it's considered a county. However, the area where my dad's family grew up in this area and where these stories come from is more of a like a collection of deep ridges and mountain folks than anything else just to clear up any confusion that this is an actual town. During the early days, the settlers, these mountains were home to the Cherokee Indians. Many cemeteries in the area has actually around 30 to 40 graves of Native Americans buried there, marked with stones and rocks rather than more traditional Indian burial routine in the 1800s. 
George Washington's aide-de-camp, Colonel Grayson, was bestowed upon him a 70,000-acre piece of land, which is now where my town is located today. Got it. Okay, so he's a Kentucky local. Yeah, Kentucky-born, Kentucky man. So, story number one. In the 1970s or 80s, my mom and her aunt, along with her small cousins, were driving in an empty road just outside of town when they created the top of a hill where an abandoned farmhouse stood. They stopped their car in its tracks when they saw a massive hovering saucer-shaped craft hovering over the house. Frightened, my mother and her aunt booked it out of there at a high rate of speed, scared by the Scared, they continued down the mountain back to town quickly. However, they looked in their rearview mirror. They saw the craft coming after them at a high rate of speed, tailing the car and keeping up with it. They attempted multiple times to evade the craft, but to no avail. Chased them for over a mile back to town until finally just at the edge of the county road that leads back into town, it finally disappeared. My mother has told me this story at least a hundred times to family and friends, all of which believe her as they too have seen strange lights in the sky in and around various areas of the community. Though some don't, she drew me a picture of the spacecraft a few years ago, which I still have. Oh my God. It's gray and most almost metallic looking, by the way. She drew it as red lights on the edges of the bottom of the craft along with a few green lights on the side. Okay. Got it, yeah. So UFO sighting. UFO sighting, got some lights, got a spaceship description. Mm -hmm. Unusual, scary, not great. Yeah, and if I get a little confused, there's not a lot of punctuation. I I had gathered as much. um, We'll make it. Story number two. When my mother was a child, old enough to know when something is going on, she was at home with her parents and siblings one night, a man whom her mother and family already knew were acquainted with barged into the house, scared out of his wits. He lived in a cabin deep within the woods, some miles away. During his stay there, he reported poltergeist activity, orbs and paranormal activity within the property and house itself. Don't like the orbs, not a fan. He would go on to tell my grandmother that reportedly he was tormented all night by a demon who threw pots and pans, glasses, and even furniture at him. This went on for almost the entire night. This is fucking rude. It would throw them completely out of the cabinets, almost hitting him with it. Reportedly started knocking and tapping on the sides of the house and thumping the walls and ceiling. What an asshole. Finally, he muttered up the nerves to utter the Lord's Prayer and attempt to rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. This seemed to piss it off even more causing to become even more aggressive and now would try to kill him with heavier objects. Fair. He ran from the house and spent around seven to eight hours walking through the woods and rural county roads oh to my, my grandmother's god. house. Oh, my God. While on his way to the house, he reported that he could hear footsteps trailing him in the woods and there next to the road, but he couldn't see anything. It continued for several hours until he reached their house. That man had a bad night. Yeah, that's a real bad night. <laughs> Something, I mean, whatever was going on, it was not pleasurable. I mean, 
no matter how you cut it, that sucks. Yeah, even if you're just having a bad night and you're walking through the woods, is getting that's a bad night. Right. You don't want to be out there. No. You don't need to be out there at night. That's not where people belong. No. Uh, so story number three. Yeah. In the 90s in town sat a white brick house at the top of a small hill. A man and his wife lived there for several years. The man was in his 40s or 50s, and the woman somewhere around the same age, I believe. Anyways, one day while my mother was working at a local gas station where the woman also coincidentally worked, the man had called her saying that something was wrong with the gas in the house and he was going to go look at it to see if he could fix it. The gas was located in the basement. Oh, good. He went downstairs and laid on his back and crawled under the thing to see what had happened. He lit a match and immediately the house exploded, sending rubble everywhere and a massive fireball and smoke that could be seen throughout the town. The man's wife, who saw the explosion from the gas station, ran home to discover the house gone and nothing left but its foundations. Oh my God! The man's body, as one might expect in a situation like this, was blown into pieces with (laughs) body parts even littering some neighbors' houses. Oh my God! Since then, it has become a local legend that the man's spirit haunts the house that was built on the land where the original one stood. The show Ghost Hunters, or maybe another ghost hunting TV series, actually filmed an episode here because the experience of the home's inhabitants, everything from pots and pans rattling and stuff being thrown around to actual manifest manifestations inside their residence. I mean, so that can cause a ghost? Yeah. A gas explosion? Yep, that'll do it. That'll that'll count. A house up the street from here blew up like 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was anybody inside of it? No. Thank God. It was like a propane. It was a gas or propane explosion. Like, okay. I wasn't here, but I had a friend that lived down the street from it. It's fucking loud. He said it was loud as shit and woke up everybody in the house. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can only imagine. Boom. Yeah, boom. Ugh. Well, yeah. I mean, that guy, that's a ghost. Yep. That's fucked up. Couple creepy stories. Yeah, I'd say so. Hey, you want me to close one out? Yeah. All right, this will be our, this will be our final one. This also comes from Paranormal Encounters. Um, do you want to know who wrote this one? I think we should share their name since <laughs> they wrote it. A fucking mess. Nice. Okay. I, 16-year-old female, and my friend, 15-year-old female, let's call her A, met up around 6.30 p.m. tonight to catch up or just mess about for a while as we were both bored. couple teenagers, boredom. Mm-hmm. Never leads to any trouble. Around 6.50, we walked to a popular park around 10 minutes away from where we had originally met up. This park is locked after 5 p.m., and there's only one small gate on the side of the fence open at all hours. There are no other exits or entrances along the entire perimeter of the park. We both have our flashlights on looking for a bench, as this is the UK and the sun doesn't exist past 5.30 this time of year. We sat down on a bench and hear the distant sound of boys, some young, some teenage, playing around in the actual playground on the swing. There's no one else around at this time. Me and A get lost in a conversation about summer, other people, the weather, the usual British conversation topics when I noticed a lady sat down on a bench around 15 feet away from us. 
The woman was clearly defined. Her silhouette could be seen from the street lamps around the park. I watch her closely as she stands up and talks into what seems like a phone. We did not hear a phone ring. She walks back and forth the width of the path, taking, talking as she did so when me and A take more of an observation towards her. Just her average smackhead. Okay. A suggested. I'm going to start using that word now. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of smackheads. And I quickly agree. She's a fucking smackhead. They didn't say that. I did. Like I said, this is the UK. Both of us shine our flashlights in her direction and see her twist her body around to face us. She let out this cackle. I like to call it a laugh, but it was a full-on villain cackle. My friend gets creeped out as we can see this woman walk in our direction. We leave through the only exit available, and my friend suggests to watch her through the railings. As soon as I step over the gate, we can no longer see her. Oh, we can no longer hear her. We peer, so then they look. We peer through the fences and see no sign of her whatsoever. We follow the edges of the railings and search with our flashlights for this woman as there was no possible way for her to exit undetected. Huh. I even forced A to come back into the park with me for a closer look. I'm sure A didn't appreciate that. Right. We're done. We're gone. Yep. Well, let's keep looking. Nah, I don't think so. We watched around the perimeter and could see no sight nor sound of her. This spooked us, and the way the lady was acting was very weird, and she honestly seemed like a drug addict. But even so, there was no way for her to vanish into thin air. We are now sat at a bus stop, typing this up, hoping for any sense to be made of what we have seen. It just happened? Yeah, I guess so. Can anyone give us some clarity or advice? Ghost Lock comments somewhere else on Reddit, quote, so I scared the piss out of some kids tonight. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's about it. Nobody knows what's going on, just a couple comments. Somebody harasses the kids because saying they have flashlights. I'm sure they mean their phone. Come on, guys. Or not. Or they have flashlights. Yeah. You know, either way. Yeah. And that was nine days ago. Hmm. Well, hope th- hopefully they're all right. I hope so, too. Hopefully that doesn't escalate. Yeah. Hopefully there is no part two of this. Yeah, hopefully not. As in, like, not that they get murdered, mm-hmm. but that well, nothing how, weird how happened. Nothing weird happened. Right, exactly. Unless it's the woman again. Yeah. Ugh. That's not great. Yeah. Don't like it. Too close for comfort for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, shit. If you have a creepy encounter, post it on Reddit. And we'll read it. Anybody listening? Yeah. You can do that. You can. Be cooler if you sent it to us. Mm-hmm. But either way, you got choices. Uh, you also got choices. Support the show any way you can. Follow us on Patreon.com. Slash weird and feared. Leave mm-hmm. a review, like we mentioned. Follow us on the social medias. Instagram's a big one, but I mean, like and uh, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts if you haven't already. Yep. All right, guys, and above all else, I mean, watch out for creepy women in the park. Yeah. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Mm-hmm.